0141-951-1025. It's time to talk football. It's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Good evening and welcome to Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Can Rangers bounce back against Ross County and will Alfredo Morelos return to the team? Celtic are hoping to maintain or extend their lead as they take on St Johnston in Perth and St Mirren could become fan-owned as early as next year. I'm Gordon Duncan. Joining me tonight is Jim Duffy and Mark Weedy. Yeah, the old feminine action tonight. Uh, Gordon, another big night for the, the title race at Ibrooks. Will Alfredo Morelos come back from suspension? Straight into the starting lineup for Rangers. We would expect that will be the case. And up at Perth, Odson Edward was on the bench on Saturday, but came off the bench to deliver a five star man of the match performance and make sure Celtic got the points to extend the lead over Rangers. So, as usual, the two main strikers are in the headlines, and let's see what happens tonight if there's more twists and turns to come. Yeah, I mean, there's obviously a suggestion that uh, Alvaro Morelos might be struggling mm-hmm. with a calf strain, uh, but it'd be a huge blow if he doesn't come back because Rangers need the boost. Of his of the talisman, you know, I mean, he's been absolutely, you know, immense all season, and uh, you know, just showed going last week to Tynecastle how badly they need him back in team. I think it just gives everyone Rangers a lift, the supporters, the manager, I think, and his teammates. They know how important he is when he's on the team. As Mark said, Celtic, you know, with Edward having the luxury of coming on the pitch again, and 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 you know, Lee Griffiths finding form again, scoring a couple of goals. New signing Clamalla still really, uh, really waiting there to make an impact. So a lot of firepower at Celtic's disposal. So many talking points ahead of kickoff tonight. If you're a Rangers fan, just how important is it that you bounce back? A fairly obvious question to kick you off. Who should play? Is John Flanagan? Has he missed his opportunity to play it right back? Is it about Matt Polster tonight? Would you expect a change in that department? How concerned are you about this rumoured calf problem uh, with Alfredo Morelos? And of course, for Celtic fans, a few things for you to consider as well. Will it be one up front again will that one be Lee Griffiths or Rodson Edward will they go back to 3-5-2 so many different questions and you can answer them 01419511025 I must say you two are spoiled rotten every Wednesday you're in here you've got midweek fixtures I think that's the way it's going to be for the foreseeable (laughs) and uh, it's it's an exciting time it's brilliant you know um, we left here on on Saturday night I left our respective games and I certainly did not expect Rangers to lose Um, on Sunday I thought Maybe Hearts would, would nick a point And then watching the game on the, on the telly Rangers go one up And you think that's it Job done Done and dusted um, See it out But uh, as I've said many times On this programme Gordon once again um, Even in the most difficult of circumstances Stephen Gerrard I just love his honesty mm-hmm. And you know he, he tells it like It doesn't try and sugarcoat it It doesn't try and paint a, In terms of insulting your intelligence By painting a different picture Of what actually happened And uh, I really like that about it And I'm sure his players Will what not not to go through um, another, you know, slaughter from the manager, so that's why I expect them to get the points tonight, and also expect Celtic to win too. But might be a wee edgy one, could be a two-one or something at Perth. Let's go to a couple of the venues. Well, both venues tonight. We've got big games involving both Glasgow's big two sides. Let's start with the one closer to home: Rangers against Ross County. Andrew McLean is keeping an eye on that one. Yeah, well, all eyes on Rangers here to see how they respond from that loss to Hearts on Sunday. Stephen Gerrard saying people would be right to question their bottle after blowing that one-goal lead at Tynecastle tonight. They're back at Ibrooks. They'll be hoping to get back to winning ways, and they'll be hoping that Alfredo Morelos is involved as well. He's definitely back from suspension, but as you guys touched on, while he's been out, he's been nursing a small calf problem, so it'll be interesting to see whether he comes in from the start or not. Ryan Jack is definitely out, though. He went off at half-time at the weekend. As for Ross County, well, they made a stellar 
account of themselves, certainly in that first half at Celtic Park on Saturday. They created plenty of chances, but Stuart Kettlewell and Stephen Ferguson, who are out just walking on the pitch at the moment, they'll hope for a more clinical performance from them tonight if they can manage to carve out some of those opportunities. The rain swirling inside an empty Ibrox at the moment. I'm bringing the full team news as soon as it drops. It's a miserable night, there's no doubt about that, but plenty of football to be played. Perth is the venue for St Johnston against Celtic. Alison Conroy's looking ahead to that one. Yet Neil Lennon wants his players to focus on their own campaign, insisting still too early to take too much from Rangers. Slip up at Hearts. Chris Iyer and Ryan Christie returning to the squad for this game in Perth tonight, but there won't be any debut for Ismaila Sorrow. Celtic have conceded just one goal against St Johnson in the last nine meetings. That was in August 2017. They haven't conceded in the last eight games, but they've scored 27 in reply. 6-0 was the result the last time the two sides met. That was at Celtic Park on the opening day of the season. So we'll see what happens tonight. Remember as well, Celtic fans have the majority of the stadium here tonight. The three stands with St Johnson handing that over to the old firm for the remaining fixtures this season. Team news in about 20 minutes, Gordon. Come on then, don't hang about. It's 01419511025. You have about an hour and a half, just over an hour and a half until kickoff. So until then, anything goes. You're the manager. You get to tell us who should play who shouldn't play how the team should line up what the approach should be all of the usual pre-match questions and you can answer them on the phones or on Twitter plenty of questions to be answered between now and then Jim Duffy yeah I mean again team selection is always going to be you know the I think the thing that supporters will look at straight away and that's because you know they've got big squads you know the, the big teams carry big squads there's always that you know most of the time, you you know you can maybe pick nine, but there's always one or two positions that maybe get freshened up by the manager or tactically uh, tweaked. Obviously, Rangers have got Ryan Jack missing, uh, which is, a, again, a blow for them. And um, We'll wait to see about Morelis, as we spoke about. Celtic, again, with, with the, mm. with the new, new players coming in. Um, he's changed it from a, a, a back three. He's played a diamond. He's played with two up top, Neil Lennon. But every time he's done it, he's been successful. So I think the, the thing is, is you do, you're never quite sure with Celtic exactly what way they're going to play. Rangers generally play 4-3-3, but Celtic have changed it so many times. And as I say, but every time they've changed it, they've managed to get the proper result and, and scoring goals. Uh, let's kick off then with Alan, who's a Celtic fan from Motherwell. How would you like to see Celtic go about it tonight, Alan? Morning, God. Morning, guys. Hi, um, I think it depends on... The, the team that's uh, available I've heard rumours I don't know if the guys have heard anything today about Olivier and Cham linked with West Ham um, yeah, I, I saw so it just I, the same as, as you did Alan I, I don't know much more about it what, what are your thoughts on it then let's take it at face value at the moment is that one that would concern you or one that you would encourage uh, I'm, personally I would, I would encourage I think with Sorrell coming in uh, with the fullness of time I've seen a lot of uh, footage on YouTube of him He looks a very um, Dynamic Material player Kind of similar to Kante at Chelsea He looks um, Very mobile Good passer uh, But he can put a tackle in as well And put a shift in I think Olivier Cham's Kind of lost his way a little bit In the last couple of months um, So if we're, we're going to go with a, a three midfield Which I would personally like To see Celtic play Away from home And against Rangers as well uh, I think you'd have to go with a, a three so uh, if Encham is available tonight, I would play him. If not, um, I, I, I would play. I think you need to go with three defensive midfield players, but I don't think we've got them. If Encham's not uh, going to be available, so that would mean that it would be McGregor and Brown, and maybe you have to play Christie in there. But Christie's obviously more suited to the ten role. So again, it would depend on the, the players that are available. But I would go with a three-five-two. I think it works quite well away from home. 
I think Edwards can drop off and I think Griffiths can go in behind um, with the two wing-backs playing the width and then a bit of the Solidity at the back With the three centre-backs Yeah I think for what it's worth The Cham thing to West Ham Has been dismissed As mm. agent talk Sometimes mm. though you, you never know when it, And it comes back around But at the moment It's been dismissed As for tonight Jim mm. What do you make of Alan's suggestion Because as we noticed Celtic did go 3-5-2 mm. previously Went back to the The one up front At the weekend mm. Does it depend on Who's available is, is that why Neil Lennon Doing it Or is he trying Is he is he moving towards Trying to change it Permanently no, I don't think there's anything permanent about it. I just think he's 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 mixing it up. One, he's he's keeping his squad uh, happier, if you want to call it that. At times, I said he's playing the two strikers. At times, playing one. As Alan says, at times playing three midfield with the five three two, and other times, you know, with the two sitting four two three one. Uh, and and I, I just think it's uh, it's keeping everyone on their toes. And as long as I say this is successful, I'm not quite sure Alan's saying, oh, we need three defensive midfield players. Why do Celtic need three defensive midfield players in Scottish football? Absolutely not. You know, Celtic are a free-flowing team, score goals. You know, Brown and McGregor are more than enough um, to, to be in there. And if Sorrow comes in, he could be the other one. But, but for me, uh, no, Celtic are, are a team who are built to go forward, mm. built to score goals. Yeah, the 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 couple of games against Rangers, you know, maybe the midfield, maybe he's tweaked, and that might be a game where he goes a little bit stronger. But other than that, take that one out of the way. Um, Celtic, I think, um, you know, are a team suited to getting at the opposition, and I think we'll see that tonight, regardless of whether they play three five two or any other formation. I wonder how much of this revolves around the fitness of Odds and Edward. Mark, he was clearly protected on Saturday. He's yeah, got an ongoing toe, toe issue, yeah. but then when. Celtic and Neil Lennon have to turn to him you can see the impact that he has so mm. it'll be interesting to see just how fit he is and, and whether he can go in from the start yeah, I mean, I think tonight when you're with the greatest respect to, to Ross County at home for Celtic on Saturday that's one where you could maybe say well look we don't want to risk him but I think tonight against St Johnston um, a tough game despite everything that's been going on with with, uh, with Tommy Wright and, and the his employers, you know, St Johnson did one at the weekend, so I think you, you've it's a game that you've got to start, Edward. And I'd like to see um, Celtic go with two up front. I really like that. I like to see partnerships. I think it's refreshing uh, change to to our game. Um, so yeah, Celtic can do it. Um, in terms of in Sham and whether the, the thing from West Ham is genuine or not, I, I think he's an important player for Celtic. And unless it was ridiculous money, and I don't think West Ham would pay ridiculous money for in Sham. When you're going for a title or you're going for a treble and you're still in Europe or whatever, I don't think you sell uh, Olivier and Sham. I think you keep them and then review it like all other, all other players review it at the end of the season. But I think it sends out this, the wrong message if you set, sell a guy like that just now. Alan, it was Griffiths that started, maybe didn't have his best afternoon. Edward replaces him and has the instant impact. Can you see them both being given the nod tonight? I, I think so and I hope so and I think they can complement each other well. They're two different types of players. Edward drops off, can receive the ball, can link the play, can put it out wide. Griff obviously stick in behind. Um, so I think they can. I think, just to echo what Mark said, I think two would work well up front. Uh, just quickly, just to go back to, to my point about the, the team selection, what we also say is, well, we can kind of mix and match. And ultimately, I think the three-five-two we need to get used to playing that way because it, ultimately against Rangers at Ibrox, I think that's the system that's going to work for us. I think against the, the last two Rangers games, there was an overload with Rangers in the midfield and we'll get overpowered I think we need to learn how to work a system to beat Rangers and I don't think you can just tweak it just for that isolated game I think you need to get used to the personnel we'll fit into that system so we come against Rangers 
been overdoing they can get the right result yeah, I mean again as I said I, I don't think it'll be one system that Neil Lennon sticks with I think he's already you know kind of looked at various things as I mentioned they played a diamond in one of the games as well uh, you know with two up top and, and it worked and three at the back you know four at the back so I think he's got that flexibility in his squad I think the new signings of giving competition and giving a bit of freshness uh, to the squad again with this you know, varying debate over over the, the last few years about James Forrest and whether he fit in and if Ella Nussi gets fit how does he come in whether you play if you played 3-5-2 then those players would probably have to be sacrificed um, so you know, there's there's a lot of thought. Um, you know, you would have to do if everyone's fit. But when everyone is fit, as I said, Neil Lennon's got the the luxury of that flexibility of formations and, and quality. And and no matter what system he plays, it's it's, it's all it's all high quality players that he's he's putting on the pitch. Mm. Okay, thank you to Alan in Motherwell. That was Alan kicking us off, looking ahead to tonight. What about you, Rangers fans? Let's get your thoughts on your team. Selection Does Matt Polster Deserve to start At right back After his appearance From the bench At the weekend Did he do enough To convince you That he is an able deputy Rather than John Flanagan In the absence Of James Tavernier You tell us 01419511025 We were just about To speak to Charlie uh, But he appears To have disappeared So we'll get him back In just a second I like Polster Gordon I think he yeah. deserves To start Yeah I was very impressed With him when he, when he came on um, and Sunday a bit about him Something fresh Something different um, And so yeah I would certainly All things being equal I, I would definitely give Polster uh, The nod tonight uh, Ahead of, of, of uh, John Flanagan yeah. uh, Charlie is a Rangers fan On the line Charlie Alfredo Morelos Is free of suspension Stephen Gerrard says He's got a little bit of a Calf problem is, is this a game you think Rangers can get through Without him Or are you desperate to see him In that starting 11 Well I'd like to see him Coming on the night uh, But I feel as if he's turning into a liability with this carry-on uh, missing all these matches. See how we never, we never beat Hearts on Sunday there. If he'd have won the park, I'm not saying we would have won, but we'd have had a better chance of winning. And uh, here's you, Kevin, turn around and saying, oh, Rangers uh, can't do without Morelis. Rangers are doing without Morelis. Morelis is sitting up in the stands doing nothing. And uh, the thing is, what's the use of having a player and he's sitting up the stands That's three games he's been sitting up there We've scraped by the last three games I was on the other night The game of the Strand Ra Absolutely diabolical The, the St Mern game Diabolical And then Hugh Cremans turned around saying He couldn't see it coming Hearts beating us i seen it coming a mile away I knew enough knew That we were going to get beat No you didn't I did You knew they were going to get beat Yes I thought I bet on it to tell you the truth well, even <laughs> even when you went one up, Charlie. Yeah, I well, so end of the day, I thought I'd made a mistake, but I still thought <laughs> I need to back in it again. Well, I'll tell you one thing: I agree with you on Alfredo Morelos, and, and I was waiting till the, the the topic came up naturally to, to speak about it. But I think you're absolutely right, and that's where you know whether you think he didn't deserve to be sent off against Motherwell, or didn't deserve to be sent off against Celtic, or didn't he deserve the third yellow card, whatever it may be. The bottom line is, you're right. At the moment, he has been. A liability And he's, he's His ability is not in question But he's no use to Rangers mm. And there you I agree with you 100% Morelos played on Sunday I fancied Rangers anyway But he would fancy them Even more With him in the team And that's where He has got to be More professional And not take the bait Don't rise to any wind-ups And concentrate on his football the, the way he was from August to November 
Then they started to go to go off the rails. But listen, if he steps out of line one more time, you're looking at another three or four games against Charlie and Rangers. That could be the difference between Rangers winning the title and not. So there's a lot on Morelos's shoulders, and he has to show more maturity, um, more professionalism. And stop letting his club and letting his teammates and his manager and the supporters down. Back tonight, Jim. So let's not preempt the next suspension because there Mm -hmm. might not be one. He's back tonight. He he is potentially available if this calf uh, issue isn't as bad as as it might well be. Is it about the 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 type of fixture? Is it those games away from home? Those battles, so to speak. Is is that when you really need them? I just think it's a system that Rangers play Rangers like to play 4-3-3 Alfredo Morelos is the perfect centre forward for that system I don't think Jermaine Defoe is the perfect centre forward for that system Morelos occupies centre backs you know he can go in behind he can come off he can he likes it the, the, the physical the physicality of it the challenge whereas I think when, when Defoe plays he needs a, a partner I think he needs someone round about him someone to create space someone to draw off Draw defenders out because run about the penalty box. That's when he comes alive. But he's not a player that you know you can get up to him and then and then go and support Morelos is. So I, I think Stephen Gerrard's got a little bit of a decision to make when Jermaine Defoe plays to change his philosophy because mm. he wants to play four three three. But I think with Morelos playing great with Defoe playing, I think he maybe has to play with a number ten. He linked well with the Arfield member yeah. for that spell when Morelos was suspended. He's either yeah. suspended last season. They did a great link up, I think, yeah. particularly one game at Fur Park yeah. against Motherwell. And yeah, you're right, him and Arfield struck it up really well. Well, we're going to take a breather. We're going to get some travel with Stephen, and then we're going to hear from Neil Lennon and Stephen Gerrard, and hopefully you next. Clyde One Super Scoreboard with Thompson's Road Accident Solicitors. The compensation you deserve when you've been sidelined. Talk to Thompson's.com. Mark Guidi and Jim Duffy are here Building up to two huge games In the Scottish Premiership tonight St Johnson Celtic And Rangers against Ross County Plenty of time for you to get your thoughts in All your pre-match uh, considerations Team lineup. Who should it be? We're not too far away from getting the team news So it's really your last chance to get your wish list in Who should play? Who shouldn't you tell us? 01419511025 Let's hear from Gary McAllister He was on media duty for Rangers this week Looking ahead to the game With Ross County Watching the bits of Ross County you know, At Celtic Park they, they had opportunities They they countered well um, They were organised So we're expecting a tough game They'll come to Ibrox And make it Try and make it difficult Get bodies behind the ball But The interesting thing at Celtic Park Was You know On the regains They actually they got men forward and created a few chances, so we've got to be wary of that. In terms of analysing the men playing at Celtic Park the weekend, is that maybe the perfect game to, to look to when preparing to face the Highlands? Yeah, on occasions that's that's been used, yeah, because the, you know the, as, you, as you rightly say, they'll, they'll possibly try and use the similar tactic at, at, at Ibrox. Uh, so Gary McAllister on media duties for Rangers this week, Jim. That it's sort of stating the obvious, isn't it? I mean, every. Game now at this time of, of this season in particular Everything's ramped up So particularly when you lose At the weekend I mean that You can't really put Too fine a point on it How important <laughs> it is for Rangers To bounce back tonight Yeah I'd hate to see the situation If that was happening in April You know I mean it's still January You know And um, You know that, that That's the thing that you know that It's been such a close contest You know Pretty much from day one That any Result at all That goes against you You know Seems to be exaggerated In terms of the possible impact it might have 
But the, you, you'll see tonight Rangers have got the perfect chance Because it's a quick game um, Right after uh, the weekend But uh, you know Listen Don't matter how big a squad you've got You miss key players James Tavernier I think when You know there's again Mixed uh, opinions at times About his defensive qualities and that, But it just shows you How important he is to Rangers In the advanced situations Ryan Jack missing tonight Two big players for Rangers We don't know about Morelos yet We're still waiting to find out So I think that's still Looks as if it could be the difference between Rangers and Celtic this year Is maybe the squad strength and depth I mean obviously there's still many many games to go But I think when you lose those couple of players It just shows you how big an impact it can have in Rangers Yeah I mean I think that, that Rangers should be should be comfortable tonight Even if Morelos is not available Or as we're kind of hearing at the moment It's more than likely He's going to be on, on the bench um, And that means that Jermaine Defoe uh, Will start again And I think even for Jermaine Defoe I think he missed a really good opportunity uh, On Sunday uh, To score for Rangers Kind of wide 10 yards out Didn't he hit the target And I think it's one where He'll want to get back He scored the, the winning goal against St Mirren Last midweek And I think he'll look to try and do uh, The same But I don't see this as being Too much of a problem uh, For Rangers And uh, that said Ross County Even though they lost on Saturday At Celtic Park They'll take a lot of encouragement from their performance, particularly in the first half. 0141951 That's the number you need. Twitter is at Clyde SSB and Graham is in Irvine. What's on your mind tonight, Graham? Again, Gordon. Hi. You okay? Yep. Good man. I just want to uh, Charlie the last caller there. Mm-hmm. Uh, how negative it was there. Well, go on then. You can brighten up. You can be Mr. Positive. You can be the glass half full to his half empty. Oh, He's on there about bet. Did, did, did I hear him make you say that he bet it against his own team? So mm-hmm. that means he bet hearts on Sunday? I think he did, yeah. yeah. Did I hear him right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think so. That's alright, is it not? I mean, it's maybe not my style or your style, but it's, it's okay. People do it, do they not? Nah. Oh, okay. <laughs> oh, come on. Like You're I say, I, I, that, you? well, I've never done it either, Graham. I'm just, I'm just wondering. I'm pretty sure people have bet against their, their, their own team. No for where I come from Gordon Come on <laughs> I agree with okay. Graham <laughs> That's what I said I've never yeah, done it either I, I agree with Graham if, you, if you're a supporter uh, I, I, I would never think If you're a supporter Is it not, an, is it not, is it not Even an, if you're playing Against a big team I wouldn't Is I, it not an emotional Insurance policy So you're happy if you win And then you've got A wee softener if no, you lose No Not for yeah. me I, I, I'm Not for that. you But I'm pretty sure That's the way people yeah, no, see listen, it I'm I know sure. one or two people Like that yeah. Gordon Yeah, yeah. yeah I'm sure There are loads of them out there I don't know why we're I, I know, I know. Listen, football, as I said, it's a, it's an, a, an, an emotional uh, roller coaster at times, and if you're a supporting team, but I, 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 I'm, I'm, I'm agreeing in the sense that you know, Charlie was too, too negative and saying, oh, you could see it coming, that kind of stuff. Listen, there are games when you're not playing well. I think I'd said here last week when uh, Rangers were playing, and Stephen Gerrard's stated after the game, I think it was at Munwell, the fans, if they want to complain, they can complain a little bit. I was basically suggesting that, you know, the, the, I think the fans, the atmosphere has to change a little bit because the, the nerves will be there for players, you know, and if they're not playing as well, they need mm-hmm. that encouragement. So that's the one thing I would say, Graham, is I think that at Ibrox, if Rangers haven't started well, you generally find that the atmosphere changes quite quickly. And I'm not saying it, it's volatile by any stretch of imagination, but it's quiet. It's quiet. And I think that that's when, particularly this season, the Rangers fans have to get right behind their team uh, because teams will come and make it difficult, and if there is a if there's a, there's a little bit of, of nerves there, 
then for perhaps the, the opposition can sense that Well Graham, you're in the right place at the right time You're going to get the first chance to react to the Rangers starting 11 tonight Because it has been announced and Andrew McLean can bring us it well, the big news is that Alfredo Morelos is back in the Rangers squad, but he only makes the bench for them tonight. There is three changes out. Go John Flanagan, Ryan Jack and Joe Aribo. In come Matt Polster, Scott Arfield and Sheojo. So it will be Alan McGregor starting in goal. A back four of Matt Polster, Connor Goldson, Nikola Katic and Borna Barisic. The midfield three, Stephen Davis, Scott Arfield and Glenn Kamara. And it will be Ryan Kent and Sheojo, either side of Jermaine Defoe, who continues up front. The substitutes, Fodringham, Edmondson, Aribo, Patterson, Joe Jones, Barker and Morelos So there we go Graham A couple of changes Morelos is only on the bench Polster comes in at right back Ojo's given a start What do you make of that Graham? Yeah, I, I thought Morelos would be on the bench anyway With Aberdeen coming on Saturday mm-hmm. So I kind of had that in my mind But Polster did do well when he came on on Sunday Against Hearts But I was on last If you remember last week Gordon I was on I was on about it they played Flanagan against St Mern after the boy parts and they played yes. against Gerard, remember? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, why not give the boy a chance against St Mern and see what he can do? Against, I mean, St Mern, are they really that better than Gerard, really? Yeah, they are. <laughs> see what he can do against, he maybe play against Hart. I'm not saying he's going to play against Ross County or Aberdeen on Saturday, but... I'm just saying let's build for the future Yeah I mean it's, it's valid You can only assume that at this very moment Stephen Gerrard doesn't quite think he, He's ready or thinks that Flanagan mm. and now Poster Are ahead of him in the mm. pecking order What about that team tonight Jim Is it mm. shades of Celtic and Edward at the weekend Where Morelos is I mean he's, he's fit yeah. He's there He's on the bench if needed But Defoe's the man who starts Yeah but I still think It's a fantastic option uh, To have They've not had it For the last few weeks But again I'm very interested To see Andrew's given us As a 4-3-3 But you look at that team As I mentioned earlier on It could quite easily go Ojo on the right Kent on the left Davis and Kamara As a, a two With Arfield playing off Defoe And I think that would give Rangers a more attacking threat Perhaps open up Which, which will be a tight um, um, Defence here But as Gary McAllister said they, they, you know, they are very good On the counter-attack there is a little bit more flexibility. Listen, I, I, yeah, I, I'm with Graham. I know I'd, I'd like to have seen, um, you know, Patterson playing perhaps against it. Monday were going to dominate the game. Rangers were going to dominate possession. You know, he would have that freedom to get up and down the pitch. But listen, the manager makes a call. He's brought in Polster again, who, who seems to have done quite well when he come on. So therefore, you know, the, again, him and Barisic will be pushed high and, and wide, try and stretch the defence. But again, I said. Personally, I would like to see Arfield playing a little bit closer to the Defoe. The Celtic team in Perth is out as well, Alison Conroy. Yeah, it's three changes for Celtic for this one from the win against Ross County at the weekend. Out go Bauer, Hayes and Johnson. In come Taylor, Ayer and Edwards. So it will be Fraser Forster in goal. And it'll be a back three, I think, of Chris Ayer, Yozo Simonovic and Chris Julian. Then Scott Brown, Cal McGregor sitting with the three of James Forrest, Olivian Cham and Greg Taylor. Two up front of Lee Griffiths and Odson Edward. Your substitutes in Perth tonight, Gordon, Bauer, Hayes, Rogic, Christie, Johnson and Klamala. Interesting team that one as well Jim Duffy What do you read into it? It certainly looks like It will be three at the back Do you expect James Forrest And Greg Taylor To be asked yeah. to, to play As wing backs Similar to last week? Yes I think again It's a game where Celtic will dominate possession You know they've got Those three centre backs It's a system As I said He's, he's already tried um, You know quite well It's worked well for him Get the two strikers And I think it's, a, it's always A good system to get two strikers uh, On the pitch As Mark said 
they, they against was it Commander? I can't remember. They, they looked a really good combination, a lot of good combination play. Mm-hmm. Edward had a little bit of a rest, um, so he's managed to get himself back in again. So yeah, I mean, I think again, you look with Taylor, um, Forrest in the wide areas. You know, there's well, is it again, Brown McGregor is it in Sham? Is that the third sort of central? Yes, in Sham. Brown, yeah. and Sham, and Sham right. So it's a very strong midfield pace and and, and, and ability in the in the wide areas. And two absolute top class strikers mm. up front. So yeah, I mean, again, St George's a big pitch, big wide pitch. Can be open in, in the elements tonight. Can be, can be. But the pitch is generally pretty good. And as I say, it's a big wide open pitch. So I think that's another part of the reason why he's got those wing backs out there because he can really stretch the game. And the depth. Mark Guidi, Ryan Christie returning from injury and suspension. He's back on the bench. Patrick Clamalla's on the bench. Mikey Johnson, Tom Rogic, Johnny Hayes, and Moritz Bauer, along with Craig Gordon. So, um, I mean, so I'm not a player like Ryan Christie coming back. It's clearly going to be great news if you're Neil Lennon. Yeah, I mean, as you say, it shows you the, the strength and depth that they have. If things are not going well, you need to freshen it up or you need to shore it up. Um, even then, you know, that there's certainly really good options. On the bench for Celtic One of your uh, favourites is playing tonight Mark I've just about to say that Yeah Greg, Greg Taylor, Greg Taylor. You're, you're I like a, him. a long time fan of his I like him so be good to see how he operates down the, the left hand side I think at the moment That's clearly a position that, that, that's up for grabs Because Neil kind of changes it about um, So I, I think uh, Greg Taylor That will suit him as well He's got a good engine He'll enjoy getting up and down the left Having the freedom of that And he can also cut inside And it's a solid Three in the middle of the Pat Brown and Sham and McGregor mm. And like you say It's not often we see it And I welcome it all day long As a, a partnership up front And Griffiths and Edward Is as good as they come Scott is a Rangers fan from Johnson What's on your mind tonight Scott? Well it's just about uh, The guys were talking about earlier on About how Defoe needs somebody up A when He's not a man that plays up front to sell mm-hmm. And uh, why Jordan Jones What is it he needs to do to get in This Rangers team? Is it what? And knew the fact that they're letting them go. There's a picture that's going to be social media that shows a guy coming out of the park, him and Gerard high-fiving each other. The two of them are looking opposite ways. Has there been a fallout with Jordan Jones? Because surely uh, one crazy tackle hasn't ended this man's Rangers career. Why is he not getting anywhere near us? And why is Rangers not or Gerard not telling us? It's not as if Stephen Gerrard's done some crazy tackles, is it, in his past? Yeah, I mean, Gary McAllister was asked about it. He said that him and Brandon Barker could play their way into the team if if they trained well. But Scott's right, there were stories suggesting that both of them could be on borrowed time at Ibrooks. He's on the bench tonight. Any particular reason for it, as far as you're concerned? Well, he's, he's clearly not, not shown enough in, in training uh, week to week. That's not to say he's not a, a quality player. I like Jordan Jones, I like Brandon Barker. My, my preference would be Jordan Jones over Brandon Barker. I think he just offers a wee bit more uh, in terms of the, his overall game and uh, you know his overall discipline in, in terms of positional discipline, tracking back, etc. Et um, as well. But going from the stories that I read, looking at um, you know where the stories have originated from if you like then there's certainly something in the fact that those two guys um, are available and I would expect one of them if not the two of them uh, to be away by the, the close of the, the window uh, on Friday It's a difficult one Jordan Jones is, is, a, is an out and out winger for me and maybe just the way Rangers play they like Barisic mm. to be the one that gets high and wide and the winger to come in like Kent does, and I'm not sure if Jordan Jones is is maybe go, just just adapted to that yet. It might take him a bit longer. Does that surprise I, I you then? Yeah. Because you're right, Rangers don't yeah. really play with those natural wingers yet. They signed a, 
A good yeah. number of them in the summer Has that surprised yeah. you? Yeah because again you've, you're tasty Which they've called back Jones back Yeah I mean it gives you options But listen just the way it's developed I think sometimes in your head Before a season starts You think like I've got these options mm-hmm. But then for instance Somebody like Barachic Comes to the fore And really goes in an attacking beyond, sense yeah, yeah. Beyond perhaps uh, what you expected And you then think Wait a minute that's, that's working a treat So we then need to adjust to that and the likes of Kent and, and Jones coming in the pitch And I think Kent maybe does a little bit more in there So the thing is Scott I I, I don't think there's been a fallout in, in that sense And, and you're 100% right Because I think Stephen Gerrard came out and says Listen he's, he's been guilty of one or two tackles himself So I really don't see that mm. being the case But uh, and, and also pictures Listen if somebody takes a frame of a picture Someone just turns away for a split second There's a lot of you know you know things that can you can you can make of these things I just think it's maybe the, the, the fact is he's like Matt said he's maybe not quite adapted mm-hmm. to the way Rangers the, want the to other thing I've got to remember too which is crucial isn't it? Ryan, the, all these players were signed before Ryan Kent so mm-hmm. Ryan Kent was a last minute thing so mm-hmm. he's probably like, I can get him for nothing I get him for nothing I get him mm-hmm. for 50 grand and then Ryan try Kent, two or three yeah. and see who mm-hmm. comes and then ended up getting Kent back in the last day of the window just quickly Scott before you go you could make a strong case to say that Jack Tavernier Morelos Rangers three best players this season or they'd, they'd certainly be up there can you cope without them tonight? I hope to, we, sh- we should be able to cope with them because we're better than that team and uh, it's been disappointing the last couple of games uh, we come back for the last winter uh, break and we never come out the stoppers and we've not done it this so what, what's the point again it's going away to this winter break and doing these big things if it's not helping the team Fair point an hour to go until kick-off it's the perfect time for you to get in touch because we're going to get some travel with Stephen and then we could be speaking to you next Clyde One Super Scoreboard with Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors, the league leader for compensation. Talk to Thompson's.com. Jim Duffy and Mark Guidi are here with less than 60 minutes to go until kick-off in the two big games, St. Johnson against Celtic and Rangers against Ross County. So still plenty of time for you to get your pre-match thoughts in. I was just thinking back to Scott and Johnson's call just before the travel, Jim, and he was talking about Rangers coming back from their winter training camp and, and not managing to hit the ground running. How were your uh, experiences of, of going? Did you not go for the, the infamous trips yeah, to Blackpool yeah, with Partick Thistle? Yeah, with the one or did two. Did you come back in good trips, form? But uh, you know the, old, the infamous one where John uh, Lambie, the late great John Lambie, um, the boys had a wee swing with him and threw him in the water, and it was I think it was February or January or February anyway, and it was absolutely Baltic. Anyway, they throw John in and unbeknown to us, he landed on a wee rock underneath the water and broke his ribs and punctured his lung and had to stay in the <laughs> hospital uh, uh, down at Blackpool. But when we came back up the road, Scott was saying that Rangers you know, didn't have a, a great run of results or great performances. We, we, we went on a great run and started winning games and John was that superstitious that he wouldn't change. So when he eventually did come out of hospital and come back up the road, he didn't take the team He didn't take the training Seriously Stay yeah, away Yeah he, he wanted everything To be the same Because he was so superstitious Until such times We get beaten I can't remember The run we were on But we were on a really good run um, But John was So superstitious That he just kept saying No we do exactly that Just keep doing it Whatever it was So Jerry Collins Or myself Whatever it was It was taking Taking little bits and pieces Because I, I wasn't a coach I was just going to help out at the time I was playing uh, And Big Jerry Would take, take it And um, he just Listen, leave it alone uh, And until such times I think we lost And then eventually then He, he came back to his uh, Cursing best Should we say In the dressing room <laughs> And to drive us on To the end of the season New football types And your superstitions Honestly If any budding footballers Are listening It's still not advisable To chuck your manager In the sea During the winter no, break Can we just be very clear About that <laughs> Thomas in black Maybe Dubai or something <laughs> 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 Have you been a bit, a bit warm but, uh, uh, Thomas is next up In Kilsyth Hi Thomas 
Hi, Gordon. How are you doing? Not too bad, Thomas. How are you? Not bad. I've got two points, guys. The first one's regarding Patrick Clamalla. Mm-hmm. And we've been for three and a half, I mean, and he's not the game. He said 15 minutes against Patrick Thistle. I, I don't. I can't understand why he's not. Why he's not starting? I, I know. I know we like to play one up front. We've, we've been playing with two up front in the past couple of games. But I just think play the boy. See, see what he can do. Uh, yeah, Thomas isn't alone. We've heard this point a few times. What do you think, the Mark? I mean, it's still uh, the point. I'm, I think someone mentioned it last night. I know he was signed for decent money, but it, he's literally two weeks into a four-year yeah. deal or whatever it is. You know, is it is it worth worrying about at the moment? No, it's not. I don't, I, I don't buy into that. You know, if Celtic are losing games or Griffiths is missing goals, yeah. sitters or Edward is missing sitters, then fair enough. But, you know, Celtic have got two very good strikers. The re emergence of, of Lee Griffiths since the, the winter break has been a, a big surprise, I think, but a major bonus uh, for the club and for Lee Griffiths um, himself. So, no, why throw Klimala in? You don't need to. And, and as I've said, Gordon, for a number of um, months now, Sometimes a January signing is with more of you to having an impact in the, in, in the summer. That's not to say he won't be involved, but I don't think he's been bought to come in and win nine in a row for Celtic. He's been bought as an investment, as somebody with potential, somebody that will do them a turn, but he's not been brought in to replace or to oust Odson Edward from the team at this moment. So there's no panic. Doesn't mean to say he's not doing well. Doesn't mean to say it's three and a half million pounds wasted. He will come good for Celtic, but I don't agree with, um, Thomas. with Thomas in terms of. Or play him. I, mean, I don't agree with that at all. I think I think Thomas, you know, you know, you need time to say I went to Scottish football. You know, it's a totally different um style of football to, to perhaps where he's played, the tempo, the demands, um, you know, you've got to fit into the system. You know, all of these things take time. A, a young player, twenty one years of age, coming to the country, got to adapt to moving away. All those things. When volleyball and golly came into first and Julian came into first, they were taking a fair bit of stick. You know, because they were thrown straight in. And they weren't probably quite ready. They weren't, they probably got a bit shocked to the system. But once they settled, then the, the performance levels improved. And I think, you know, the likes of Neil Lennon will be fully aware of that and his coaching staff will be aware of that. So bed them in, get them used to the guys, get them used to the way it is, the tempo, the training, and eventually find a way in. The other thing is, from Celtic's point of view, they've got a title to try and win. So their job isn't just to, you know, feed, you know, young players in. It's to get over the line and, and if they get over the line Then then obviously then Clamalla's Getting into a bit more of a, a relaxed environment What do you think Thomas? Yeah I can understand that I would, I would just like to see the boy play I mean I, I know I know what you're saying It's trying to bend a minute the team I can, I can understand that But I would just like to see how mm. how, how, he, how he would do I mean we did pay three and a half point Alright Griffiths has played well Don't get me wrong You never know Thomas I guess the fact mm. that Celtic are going with two strikers tonight That that perhaps, well it, it will It'll increase his chances if Celtic were to mm-hmm. get Comfortable in the game Odson Edward is carrying the toe injury Lee Griffiths has been working his way back To full fitness, so there's every chance you'll see him tonight Thomas Yeah well, I hope so, Just to, as I say, just to see what he can do uh, What was your second point? I'm just conscious that the news is coming up and I don't want to Cut you cut you off Thomas No, it was just the second point that I think uh, the the boy saw the young boy Sorrow. I think he could be one for the future. I've seen a couple of videos on YouTube about him, and I I I think he could be one for the future. He's he's a real good player. You're hoping so. Anyone who is convinced one way or the other is probably kidding themselves on because Mm -hmm. you just never know. You, You look at that type of signing, the young. 
midfield type who has come from a smaller league and maybe hadn't heard too much about him. Victor Wanyama comes over and is an unbelievable success. Ibui Kuasi come over and hasn't managed to, to have anywhere near the same field. level. Yeah. Um, and there have been so many over the years that, that fit that that type, that, that sort of one thing, Celtic, cu- couple I've, of million quid. They've, they've got good knowledge of that market, Celtic. They've got good contacts um, in the Israeli. Uh, league, you think of uh, you think of Beton, you think of, of Kyle, who had a decent Celtic yeah, career as well. Un- unfortunately, one or two uh, injuries. So, Effie Ambrose, yeah, so it's F- a market F- they like. Yeah, I mean, Effie Ambrose for all these for all these critics, he was more than decent for Celtic, yeah, six hundred grand yeah. or whatever. He was he was decent value. Um, but for for uh, for Soro, as you say, it's guesswork at the moment. But it's a market that Celtic do know, and, and you know you're not going to spend two million someday from uh, Israeli football unless you're fairly certain that they're going to offer you something. Over a period of time Thomas and Kosaith Thank you very much uh, Let's quickly get the Full teams from Ibrox I don't think we brought you The Ross County team yet Hopefully Andrew McLean Is still there I am indeed yes. And uh, Well if you didn't hear earlier It is three changes For Rangers Flanagan Jack And Aribo Dropping out In come Polster Arfield And Ojo Morelos Is on the bench McGregor in goals Polster Goals and Katic And Barisic The back four Arfield Davis And Kamara The midfield three With Ojo and Kent Either side of the four And unsurprisingly Just the one change For Ross County From that display against Celtic at the weekend so it's Lee Irwin that drops out for Billy Mackay Nathan Baxter starts in goal a back four of Marcus Fraser Cole Donaldson Keith Watson and Sean Kelly the midfield five Josh Mullen Ian Vigers Jordan Tilson Don Cowie and Blair Spittle with Billy Mackay the lone striker the substitutes Laidlaw, Fontaine Draper, Irwin, Spence, Foster and Shaw Let's see if Alison Conroy still with us to bring us the St Johnson team and she's not we'll do that for you in the not too distant future it's time for this Beat the Pundit with the Scottish Sun. For the best football news and opinion online, thescottishsun.co.uk slash football. Beat the Pundit time. You only have until 7 o'clock to make the call, so don't miss out. 0141 951 1025. That's the number you need. You come on here, you answer as many football questions right as you can, and if you get more than Jim Duffy or Mark Guidi, you beat the Pundit and you win the signed ball. Simple as that. Give us a call right now. Clyde One Super Scoreboard with Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors, the form team for compensation for more than 40 years. Talk to Thompson's.com. Jim Duffy and Mark Guidi here with me, Gordon Duncan, on a big night in the Scottish Premiership. Celtic taking on St Johnston and Perth. Rangers welcoming Ross County to Ibrooks. Just under 45 minutes until kickoff, so still plenty of time to get your calls in before the games get underway. Don't miss out a bit later on this hour, maybe in about 15-20 minutes time, as we've been doing all week, we'll be giving away hospitality tickets to an SPFL match by simply playing higher or lower. Good bit of fun, so make sure you listen out for that in the coming minutes. In the meantime, let's do this. Beat the Pundit with the Scottish Sun. For the best football news and opinion online, thescottishsun.co.uk slash football. It is Beat the Pundit time Mark Guidi and Jim Duffy are both standing by One of them is going to be taking on Patrick from Rock Hill How are you tonight Patrick? I am fine This is obviously the big game tonight Patrick But in the wee game your team's playing Up in St- up against St Johnson and Perth Are you confident? Uh, oh very aye Good stuff Well let's see if we can get you two victories uh, tonight Can't do anything about the Celtic one for you But let's see if we can get you a victory on Beat the Pundit I'm going to toss the coin If it's heads you're going to be playing Mark Guidi And if it's tails you'll be up against Jim Duffy And it is tails Jim Duffy against Patrick from Rock Hill So here's the deal I'm going to give Jim Duffy something else in his ear at the moment So that he can't hear you You've got 30 seconds Patrick Head to head with Jim You can pass If you don't know it Pass it quickly And just move on to the next one Okay Good man Patrick Your time starts 
now Who scored a hat-trick for Hibs last night? Uh, but, uh, Dodge How many league trophies did Arthur Boric win with Celtic? Six What nationality is new Rangers women signing Balat Devi? Finish Who will Falkirk face in the next round of the Scottish Cup? Do you need to have? What was the score the last time Celtic faced St Johnson in the league? Uh, five nothing. Which former Rangers defender won the League Cup with Ross County in 2016? Which oh, fo- Foster, Richard Foster. Okay, let's bring Jim back. Jim, can you hear us? Yep. Great. Same set of questions to you. Are you ready? Okay. Your time starts now. Who scored a hat trick for Hibs last night? Christian Doyle. How many league trophies did Arthur Boric win with Celtic? Four. What nationality is new Rangers women signing Balat Devi? Indian Who will Falkirk face in the next round of the Scottish Cup? Hearts What was the score the last time Celtic faced St Johnson in the league? Uh, 4-0 Celtic Which former Rangers defender won the League Cup with Ross County in 2016? Uh, Ricky Foster And Colin Calderwood has parted ways with which English League 2 side? Cambridge United Okay What do you think Patrick? Do you fancy your chances? No, no, I'm beaten <laughs> yeah, You pulled a couple of decent answers out there You got the, you, you were swithering on the first one But you got it in the end Christian Doidge got the hat-trick for Hibs last night How many league trophies did Arthur Boric mm. win with Celtic? It was actually three was So none three. of you got that one right The nationality of the new Rangers women signing Bala Devi She is Indian So it's 2-1 to Jim It then goes 3-1 Because Hearts will face Falkirk in the next round of the Cup The score the last time Celtic faced St Johnson in the league 7-0 First game of the season I thought they played a game after Seven that. in the league mm-hmm. uh, Which former Rangers defender Won the League Cup With Ross County in 2016 It was Richard Foster Patrick mm-hmm. you got that one Well done You pulled it out the bag right. But unfortunately so did Jim So it's 4-2 to uh-huh. him And he then stretched it Because he got on One more question than you Colin Calderwood Has parted ways With Cambridge So it was a 5 for Jim And a 2 for you mm-hmm. Patrick Hard lines Good man. That was Patrick in Rockhill. So when I was doing the quiz, and I, I thought you mentioned, or maybe it was Alison that mentioned the Celtic St Johnson score on the opening day of the season. I think she said six. Did and you I thought she said six. Yeah, because yeah, I only because I didn't know it, but only because mm. either you or Alison said six earlier in the program. I was blaming Alison. It might have been me, but yeah, I, was I thought Allison. it was an eye game after that. Anyway, I thought it was the third game. So last I'm, time I'm we faced in the league. So there we go. Seven. Oh, well, well, it was seven though. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> well, okay, that's fine. I'm just saying somebody said no, six. No, well, none of them got it right anyway, did they? No, no, no. Because they both said four. And, so that's not the point. It's about <laughs> us getting it right. <laughs> uh, I hope you think so. 01419511025. Like I say, your chance to win VIP hospitality tickets to an SPFL match coming up in the not too distant future. So make sure you're listening out for that one. Any St. Mirren fans out there, we would love to hear from you on what is a potentially exciting story. That has been breaking today Um, They will become Scotland's latest fan-owned club As early as next year If a planned partnership with a local charity goes ahead Now the St Mirren Independent Supporters Trust Plans to team up with local social care charity Kibble To buy out current owner Gordon Scott By the end of 2021 Much earlier than forecast It is hoped that at-risk young people in the charity's care Can then benefit from training and employment opportunities at the club So they're kind of going to team up And see what they can uh, do to improve these people's lives Here's Chief Executive Tony Fitzpatrick Gordon Scott who sort of is a major shareholder And Gordon's a St Myrne supporter And uh, himself and Smicer Which is a St Myrne Supporters Association Done uh, the deal to sort of have fan ownership In ten years time Now uh, When we spoke for about a year with Kibble 
Uh, we've seen big, big opportunities, and Gordon, uh, unbelievably, uh, you've got to give him great credit, seeing that and say, right, this is the best way forward for the club. So he's sold quite a few of his shares. So now you've got, uh, Gordon will know be the major shareholder, so you've got three sort of major shareholders. and um, But it's all positive for St Murn Football Club. But you're right, as I say, it's um, the main thing was fan ownership. Now, we're going to get that earlier, six years earlier. Now, that, to bring that to the table for the supporters is incredible. It's not automatically the case that fan ownership always works. I think we know that. However, we've seen Motherwell being a decent example recently. If you are a club of a certain size and you have strong roots and ties within your community, mm-hmm. you can really make it work and you can make a good go of it and there can be various parties that benefit from it. So... If St Mirren can move forward And get a successful model Sooner rather than later This has to be seen as good news Yeah you know And teaming up with the, the, the Kibble uh, charity as well But you know one thing When you hear fan ownership I think something oh, How's that going to work Fan ownership doesn't mean The fans make the decisions Day to day You know We want the manager sat to We want a new player We want to go A million quid into debt Or you know whatever they put representatives so, on the board they represent But they, they don't call the shots But it, it does seem to be the, the way forward Yeah uh, For a lot of clubs And like you say Motherwell is a really good example Of how it can work How it can be really uh, Productive g- g- Gives the fans um, A lot of comfort If, if clubs are being uh, Looked after uh, The right way So good for St Mirren Please for them Really like Tony Fitzpatrick A lot of time from St Mirren man through and through And uh, on another note I thought it was absolutely brilliant To see the, the, the stand um, Getting named after him well, yesterday I'm too. going to get to that In just a second Because it was It was quite something for him um, But I mean Jim It's this partnership Or this proposed partnership is It's certainly A bold one It's a bit different mm. From any of the other models uh, That we've seen So like I mentioned Just before we heard From Tony Fitzpatrick Kibble A local charity People within their care mm-hmm. that The hope is that they can then benefit from yes. employment opportunities at the club and, and different training schemes and so on So if that all comes together uh, You can see a, a mutually beneficial relationship there I think it's brilliant Listen, football gets a, a lot of stick for a lot of things And obviously recently there's been a lot of controversy About the, the betting companies involved And the sponsorship and all these kind of things But let's give this as much publicity as we possibly can Because these type of things get a fraction of the publicity And you know, you know, for some a club that's at Murn to go to the Kibble and, 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 and get that partnership, as you say, it can be life-changing for many of these young young people who are in Kibble who can come out. Is there opportunity there? Whether it's for mental health reasons, um, you know, f- physical health reasons, you know, getting confidence, job opportunities, getting them getting their, their, their lives back on track again if they've been off, uh, if they've been, you know, in, in difficult situations. So for me, I think it's a fantastic... Um, you know, opportunity for for you know, as I said, for likes of the the kibble, but with St Mern, and I, and and I think they deserve enough lot of credit, and and I, and I think Tony Fitzpatrick, Gordon Scott, all those people involved in St Mern deserve a lot of praise for it because it's not easy to do that, and as you say, fan ownership and all these kind of things. Listen, most clubs are owned by fans, you know, they they are fans anyway, you know, and but some happen to have a, little, have a few quid here and there, they want to invest in their team. This is different. This is a trust and uh, a charitable trust, and and I think, as I said, it deserves a, a, an awful lot uh, of, of positive publicity. And well, well done, St Man, and, and hopefully, um, it goes really well for for all parties concerned over the next couple of years. Yeah, I mean, Mark Greedy stole my thunder, but I'm not bitter at all. It has been a big big week for Tony Fitzpatrick with the news yesterday. The club has renamed one of the stands after him as well. It's incredible. It was, uh, t- t- I mean, I never knew about it to be honest. It was a bit of a shock. 
uh, when Gordon, when we walked across the standing and veiled it, I was in a bit of a shock, but it's a great honour for myself and my family. And as I say, I've been here since I've been a 12 year old kid, and uh, to get that honour is incredible. But I must say, I'm not just saying this. Uh, Kibble and this excites me more. Uh, I think this is a massive opportunity and it's unique in football and St Myrna leading the way. Mm-hmm. I must admit, if you've not seen the video of the, the placard, if you like, being unveiled, go and watch it. Oh, St Myrna put it up, it's great okay. because you, well, you guys know Tony, but we've had him yeah. on the show. He's he wears brilliant. his heart on his sleeve, very honest guy, it just uh, oozes out of him and he genuinely didn't know. So Gordon Scott brilliant. pulls back the, the curtain and it says the to- and he He's emotional He has to oh, step listen, away From the camera um, He's proper St Mirren Make no mistake It's a, it's a, gr- it's a great video Mirren. Go and check it out Congratulations to Tony I mean I've known Tony For a long long time um, You know Way back he, he came back From from an era not far We both played for Post OIM um, I think Tony was a year Ahead of me But what what he's done Is is, is fantastic For St Mirren As you say You know to have that You know a, sta- a stand named after him I'm sure he was very humbled But just telling you The type of guy he is He's not looking about that there. The first thing he says is is get to the kibble, uh, you know, connection, mm-hmm. and that's more important, you know, going forward. So yeah, I mean, fantastic for Tony. And again, as I said, uh, you know, there's there, there's no guy deserves it more. St Mirren fans, what do you think? Oh one four one nine five one one zero two five. We are on Twitter at Clyde SSB. A couple of questions or points, I should say, coming in. Uh, Anthony says, glad to see Greg Taylor getting a chance tonight for Celtic. Good balance to the team. He would make one change though, Christie for Cham. He offers more of a goal threat. Apart from his sending off at Livingston, he hasn't let us down. And Stephen Kennedy says, do you think Sorrow has been brought as a replacement for Scott Brown? Scott may only have a couple of seasons left in him. What do you think? Big shoes to fill. <laughs> yeah, I mean, listen, Scott Brown pretty much is irreplaceable for Celtic, mm. you know, in the terms of, you know, what he's given to the club. His leadership, you know, his experience, his knowledge. I mean, I don't think he'll be going anywhere when when he when he steps away from the playing side. I think he'll be absolutely a part of Celtic's backroom team. Um, you know, so I, I think he 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 will be Celtic for a long time to come. But in terms of the style of play and the you know that that yeah maybe further down the line, but I think he's been written off probably the last three or four years, and uh, he's still pretty much the first name in the team sheet. So I don't see that happening anytime soon. I don't see it happening this year, and I certainly don't see it happening next year. Okay, we are building up to kick off in the two big games: Rangers against Ross County, St Johnson against Celtic. So still loads of time for you to get in touch regarding those fixtures. Let's speak to Craig though. Craig is a Kilmarnock fan on the line. Are you starting to get a bit concerned with your team's performances, league position, Craig? All right, guys. Uh, Craig. Pretty much, hi. I mean, I, I still. I still struggle to get my head around why we sacked Alessio. Um, I mean, the man came in all right. He didn't have the greatest starts. Um, he comes in. We sat fifth in the league when he was in charge behind the old firm in Aberdeen, who are the three biggest clubs in Scottish football, and Motherwell, who were on a really, really good run at the time. Um, and we sack him for some reason. And Alex Dyer comes in, and you take the Queen's Park game out, no disrespect to him, but we should be beating teams like that. 4-5-0 at home anyway um, he's had 5 league games in charge he's lost 5 and we've scored 2 goals in 5 games now I don't I don't see where we're going to improve I mean he's brought the 2 boys in from down south the big boy up front Kabamba looks a bit of a handful but he's not really got the players round about him to play off him um, and I, I, I just I struggle to see where we're going to get the win that we need to possibly kick starters on 
Yeah, I mean, you can understand why Craig's concerned. You look at the run of form. Queen's Park, as, as Craig mentions, is the exception to the rule. It's a long run of, of defeats as well. Yeah. Not even managed to punctuate it with the odd draw here and there. It's mm. defeat after defeat after defeat going back quite some time. And now when you look at that league table, the, the teams above them are starting to maybe pull away a little bit. Yeah. Six six points between Kilmarnock and Hibbs. It looks like that, that bottom six could already be moving towards becoming Aye. a bit of a battle. Yeah, and, and it's great uh, for our game. You know, Craig's concerned. Well, for Craig's blood pressure, though, yeah, it's not. I, I can see where he's coming from, but if ever there's a chance to kickstart the season, um, Craig, it's going to be on Saturday at Homey Ross County. I'm going down to Rugby Park for that game, and that's one that really Kilmarnock need to win. I, I don't have alarm bells at the moment for Kilmarnock, but were they not to win on Saturday, then yeah, I would be concerned. Um, for them for sure But I, I would disagree with you I think they have got a, a talented squad I was at the Queen's Park game I think they played well Although I take your point About the, the, the calibre of the opposition uh, But I think they have got Really good players Middle to front I think they're fairly solid um, At the back And they've got two You know Two of the best um, Central midfielders In the in the league But I think it's more down to Confidence rather than ability And, and a result can put that right but it has to come on Saturday Yeah what Mark's saying about You know the sort of look on paper But you can totally understand Where Craig's coming mm. from Because those good Middle to front play, That's not manifesting itself yeah. With goals They're really struggling In front of goal Yeah I mean again And you know Just when Stevie Clark Came in at first And there was a few injuries And that I think that He brought Amy Brophy Into the Scotland squad Didn't he yeah. and, and, and I yeah. think that You know He was last year a guy looked as if he had a lot of confidence, you know, and, and he's not a prolific goal scorer, but he did look as if he was, he was a guy that led the line and he just seems to have just dropped out the pitch a little bit, you know, he's, he's been a bit of a, a bit part and Kamama coming in and he, you need a bit of time for that, but yeah, it doesn't matter who you are and, and, and you know, Alec was there under Stevie Clark, he was there under Alessio, I, I, I'm with, um, with Craig, sorry, I, I think that... Um, there are times when you know directors make decisions quite quickly, uh, uh, you know, and I, and I just felt maybe he needed a little bit more time. But they obviously looked at the January situation, perhaps thinking, listen, we want out to allow Alec Dyer to give that January window. I still think there might be a couple of players come in, and I think they need them. I think they need that little bit of more creativity going forward to help them score goals. Because listen, no matter how strong you are, and, and Mark's right defensively, they look quite solid at the back. Organising midfield But they're not scoring And creating enough goals And that's the reason why I think there'll be another Couple of players come in Before Friday Craig do you feel like Alex Dyer is trying to get back To, to what they did under Stevie Clark And he was obviously a big part of that Where you, you know Being tight Being hard to beat Is the first part The problem being They've just not managed to add The second bit Because you look at the defeats So many of them are one nils, Just you know Tight games Just, just fine margins In fact was it not Five Going off memory here It was either 4 or 5 1-0 defeats in a row mm-hmm. So it's, they're almost getting the first bit right Craig and, and maybe just not quite giving themselves that platform to build on I, I I do I mean you can see where he's going I mean he's he's got the foundations of the Steve Clark team that we had But I mean Eamon Brophy like you say I mean the guy was full of confidence last season And alright You can see Maybe why he's not confident Because Steve Clark instilled it in him But He's just a completely different player this season. He's lost all sort of confidence in front of goal. And I know, he, he, like you say, he's not a prolific goal scorer. But, I mean, he was scoring. He was scoring some vital goals last season as well, especially. And I, I just don't know what's happened to him. I mean, bringing Greg Kilty back as well from Dunfermline, I think Greg Kilty, I've said it from the first time he came into the team, he's, he's, he's got talent, the boy. And for some strange reason, he's not been getting games. And I just hope, now Alec Dyer can give him the run of games that he maybe needs 
to get the confidence in him and to actually show his ability. I mean, I remember when he first came in, he rejected Hibs to stay at us, and then after that, he was never in the squad. He was, and he, all right, he got his injury. He came back, and ever since then, he's been out on loan. So I maybe even hope he's maybe the guy that can maybe link the middle to front once he gets the run of games and gets confidence under his belt. Well, time will tell. Mark Guidi's your man this weekend. He'll keep an eye on it for you and report back. That was Craig, a Kilmarnock fan from Kilmarnock. This has been good fun the last couple of nights. It's time for this. Slide One's Super Scoreboard and Ladbrooks.com. Bet and play. Bag a winning result. Please gamble responsibly. The Ladbrokes transfer window is well and truly open. It's been open all week and we're giving you another chance tonight to win VIP hospitality for two with Ladbrokes and their 1-2-3 promotion. All you have to do is give us a call on 01419511025. Come on, play a very simple game of higher or lower, get three in a row and you will be away to the game of your choice. It is of course subject to availability. So call us right now, 01419511025. You need to get your call in by the end of this break. Clyde One Super Scoreboard With Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors Getting you full compensation is their goal Talk to Thompson's.com Jim Duffy and Mark Greedy here with me Gordon Duncan On tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard We've got a very busy end to the show Because we're going to play uh, for the tickets With the Ladbrokes transfer window But I will still get your teaser up and running Just to give you the same amount of time as always So Eric Duff has been in touch tonight with your question he says 14, don't worry, I'm going to take that down, 14 uncapped Englishmen have played for Celtic this century. Now I think 14's <laughs> a bit, century, I think 14's a bit too many, so we'll just go name the last 10. This, this century. So name 3, the last 10 uncapped Englishmen to play for Celtic. Gary Hooper? Yes. Um, let me think. Englishman that played for Celtic. Um, so like I say There are 14 this century But let's just do the last 10 Don't want to be here all night As well um, Some of these Tyler are, Blackett Brilliant Well done Brilliant. Some of these are Absolute crackers as well And uh, Who was the other right back Had a few moves Played for St John's uh, On loan um, Yep Back down south again I mean I will need a name But he's yeah. the right guy Yeah uh, Plays for Preston currently uh, There's a D in his name Begins with a D. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you can get back to me. Yeah, we'll Dylan, no, it's not. Plenty yeah. of time. Let's do this. Slide one super scoreboard and ladbrooks.com. Bet and play. Play a winning result. Please gamble responsibly. The Ladbrooks transfer window is now open. It's been open all week and we're giving you the chance to win VIP hospitality for two. With Ladbrokes and their 1-2-3 promotion It's a simple game of higher or lower Get three in a row And you'll be away to the SPFL game of your choice Subject to availability Let's meet tonight's first contestant He's Darren from Croftfoot How are you Darren? Uh, not too bad Now Darren, you? did you listen to this last night? Have you heard the competition before? Uh, I listened to it last night Right, so yeah. you'll know the way it works And in fact, last night's contestant The first guy came on Got three in a row Won the tickets And that was it So you're in the driving seat We've got a queue of people behind you but if you get three The tickets are yours Okay No pressure yep. No pressure indeed So I'm going to start you off With a transfer fee And then you need to go Higher or lower You only need to get three In a row So tonight we're going to start With Shinsuke Nakamura uh, To Celtic A fee of £3.78 million pounds. So we're going to start there I want you to tell me Was Nikita Jelovic Rangers To Everton Higher or lower Than Nakamura's £3.78 million? Higher 
It was indeed well done On to the next one Nikita Jelovic from Rangers to Everton 5.94 million Was Yuri Yarisic from Chelsea to Celtic Higher or lower than Jelovic's 5.94 Oh, he thought about it And he's got it right And I'll tell you what Looking at the next one I fancy your chances That's all I'm going to say uh, Yarasik Chelsea to Celtic 3.15 million Tell me Was Craig Gordon From Hearts to Sunderland Higher or lower Than Yarasik's 3.15 million Higher It was It was 9.7 You've absolutely scushed it Apologies to everyone else Who was in the queue But Darren From Croftfoot You are the winner On Ladbrokes Transfer Window Hang on the line Producer Andy Will get your details And subject to availability You're off to the SPFL game Of your choice With hospitality for two You happy with that? Aye very happy mate Thanks Good man And you're off to the Rangers game Tonight as well? Yeah I am indeed Yep Assume you've got tickets For that one though You don't need us to set you up Tonight do you? No, I'm also <laughs> Good, because I don't think that's possible. But anyway, enjoy enjoy whatever game you go to when it comes around. That was Darren and Crawford. He says that. Good on him, Darren. Yeah. I mean, some of these are quite tough. Because I'm looking down the list, and there's not a lot in them. But when I when that I glanced down one, and saw yeah, Craig Gordon, one, yeah. you're thinking, well, uh, but it's yeah. just a, it's just the luck Record of the draw. For you at the time. Yeah. Just depends how many we get through. So well done to Darren. Apologies to everyone else who was in the queue. But your chance will be. Here again at the same time tomorrow night. Right, let's revisit this teaser. Thank you to Eric Duff. And if you want to hear your question used on the show in the future, the address you need is fulltime at Clyde1.com. So Eric says, 14 uncapped Englishmen have played for Celtic this century. We're going to cut that down a bit. Can you name the last 10? You've got Gary Hooper, Tyler Blackett. What was the one you shouted out? Darnell Fisher. Yeah, Darnell Fisher. Well done. Patrick uh, Roberts? Yes. Scott Sinclair? Yes. Yeah. That's what I'm at Only five yeah. Only five to go Halfway through Just like that Right okay We'll leave it there You've got 15 minutes Until kick off You've got about Half an hour of the show left So let's hear from you Maybe you've been listening in Listening to the build up To Celtic's game At St Johnston Or the build up To Rangers Against Ross County How do you think It's going to go tonight What do you make of the teams How would you like to see Your team approach this one 01419511025 Whilst we're waiting On you calling in Let's hear from Jack Ross It was a Scottish Cup Well two Scottish Cup replays last night But Hibs are through to take on BSC Glasgow After beating Dundee United in last night's replay In the battle of the strikers It was Lauren Shankland He opened the scoring with a fine finish His 27th of the season But he was outdone in the end by Christian Doidge Who grabbed the hat-trick for Jack Ross's side Christian's been terrific since I came to the club um, His goal-scoring return Over the, what, the past now two and a half months has been excellent His all-round play's been good um, but uh, yeah, our attacking play has been uh, pretty much been on on the money in the main. Saturday, with the exception, we were a little bit blunt. But by and large, our attacking players are in good form, and I would back them all the time to create. We put a lot of emphasis on that, but giving them that freedom in the final third because they are good players. Um, you know that part of it is not not good coaching it's just giving them the freedom to go and do that in the final third and, and backing them to create and score these are the guys that get the headlines the goal scorers it's Doidge and Shankland and tonight it's Morelos on the bench and Edward playing in Griffiths there, there's a reason that they get the headlines and Shankland did his best but really it belonged to Doidge last night yeah I mean you, you Liam Boyce for Hearts made a yeah. big signing there and made a big impact at the weekend and you know Lauren Shankland again we just had 27 goals this season yeah plus one for Scotland so yeah so and a, a lot of talk about whether you know someone came in at the last minute and Robbie Nielsen didn't even say no under no circumstances he said it depends on the fee and I think that's again being honest um, but Christian Doyle yeah I mean again a, a player that got an awful lot of criticism in his early career but under Jack Ross he just seems to be relaxed he seems to be scoring goals 
I'm like any striker Brimming with confidence Fantastic hat trick in the Scottish Cup I think as well to, On the, the, the case of Lorne Shankland And, and Robbie Nielsen mm. Whether it was all down to Robbie And his assistant Lee McCulloch Or their scouting network or whatever But fair play to them They have taken somebody that You know A lot of people kind of turned their nose at Oh he's just a chat. Okay he is still in the championship But he's fired Dundee United Towards promotion for sure And they've been taking three years To try to To get back into the division And they've taken a player For nothing And turned him into a three million pound um, Asset It's fantastic management by the yeah. United and, and by, by Robbie and Tony Asker the, well, the yeah. lot of them so mm-hmm. it's been great business mm-hmm. by them and uh, credit to them credit to Lon Shatton as well yeah. for, for going on again and, and notching up because when he's been at Air United you know, people will maybe turn their nose up but he's now Dundee United a bigger club etc etc and uh, nah, it's, it's been it's, great, it's another great, great chance for, for Hibzo you know I mean they're playing BSC at home uh, eh, no sorry away, yeah, away, yeah, away sorry yeah. and I think it's Arlo's ground but yeah. it's, a, it's not a bad ground to play it uh, obviously BSC uh, train at the same uh, place as us at Benbub Juniors mm-hmm. they, they have half the pitch tomorrow night we have the other half so I see Stevie Swift and the guys a lot what a fantastic um, you know occasion it will be for them I think it's going to be on TV so brilliant for them but for Hibs what an opportunity to get to the semi-final you know I mean it's, it's, it's a, a fantastic chance for them so listen uh, you know BSC it'll be a great crowd for them great money spinner great profile yeah. but for Hibernian and, and Christian Doidge another opportunity there to add to his tally is a former Hibs manager oh. one of the one of the ten I think he last played for Celtic in 2005 who are you on about Alan Stubbs, Stubbs. oh no oh. no he's just outside so he's one of the ones this century but he's not so the last so ten so it's post 2005 then it will be well I get no I'm not going to give you all the ones that are in the the other four if you like but, but uh-huh. yeah but Stubbs, so Stubbs stay, is yeah, one of Stubbs them. Steve yeah. Steve Guppy um, Did Guppy play for England? Not one mm, He must have played for England Alright okay So it's okay. after yep. So it's Gordon's, from Gordon Stratton's time uh, Right we're going to try and get back To the two big grounds Before kick off Let's squeeze in John and Paisley Hi John Hi gentlemen How are you? How you doing? Hi John, Hi, John. Absolutely brilliant uh, Stuck in a ferry But don't worry about that <laughs> You're stuck what sorry? Stuck in a ferry Going where? Coming home No coming home first. Oh, well, yeah. Right I want to speak about Tony Patrick. Alright on you go yeah. Alright this is going to be a total... I don't know what he... Uh, the man is an absolute gentleman. I've had the privilege of seeing Tony Fitzpatrick when he was younger. I was a wee bit, wee bit for some man, watched him and hold him. I had the privilege of actually knowing Tony very, very well. Played every second Thursday at St. Mon, uh No, St. Mon, Ferguson Park, football, the old Crocs. I was, I was only about 30. No, he was 30. The support he gave me... Uh, let me... Coach under 16 or something. But as a person, the man is absolutely there for people. He helps people. The club at his heart. He spent all the time away for the club. He remember he was a manager when he was a manager. He went away again. There's things that you can. He is absolutely a total pro at football and as a person. And I mean that from both of my heart. I really like that call from John Because as regular listeners John phones in now and then And he's a big Rangers fan But sometimes yeah. these things are just they, you know Transcend yeah. club rivalries or whatever John's just, just paying tribute to a guy I, That he's got a lot of admiration for He's brilliant You, know, you can't disagree with the word that, that uh, John says Can only uh, echo it um, You know as Jim said Jim grew up close to, mm-hmm. to Tony And played with him I cite Tony Fitzpatrick Was a manager who signed me for St Martin in 1990 30 years ago so and the then decisions haven't been always great yeah, yeah listen that, that was that was always a blip there's always a doubt but you allowed that you, you allowed for that um, 
But So I've known Tony uh, Professionally involved in football And also dealing with him For the past 25 years In the in the media He's just a brilliant guy As I said He's St Mirren Through and through Cares for the club But even more importantly As John said First and foremost What you want to be in life Or you try to be Or you should aspire to be Is a good person And Tony is an excellent role model For all of us I think Tony Again he had his own academy had his own kids yeah. uh, Football academy For a good number of years And again helping young kids And that was always something Listen he said uh, More than one tragedy in his life as well Tony yeah, yeah. And uh, you know a lot, a lot of personal heartache So I think he understands people as well He understands mm-hmm. the, You know what people go through And I think When you've had that life experience Even if it's tough you know how to speak to people. So somebody like John, who who knows him and can you know understands the person. Uh, Tony realizes yes, it man's great and football's fantastic, but there is more to it than that. And we don't you know put football in it and sometimes beyond the level it should be mm-hmm. as a sport, and it can give people a lot of joy. But Tony, as a person, as I said, is is one of the top guys. There's absolutely no doubt about that, and fully deserves this accolade of having the, the stand named after him. John, that was really well said. Thank you very much for giving us a call. I will leave it there though because I want to try and get back to McDermott Park and Ibrooks for kickoff, and that's coming next. Clyde One Super Scoreboard with Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors. They play to win every time. Talk to Thompson's.com. Into the final part of tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. That means kickoff is fast approaching at St Johnston against Celtic and Rangers against Ross County. Let's head to Perth first, get a recap of the teams and a final build up with Alison Conroy. The rain absolutely lashing down here in Perth as the groundsmen work on the pitch ahead of kick-off. Here's three changes for St Johnson tonight, three changes for Celtic as well. The pair side will have Xander Clark in goal. A back three of Callum Booth, Jason Kerr and Liam Gordon. In the midfield, Greg Tanzer, David Wotherspoon, Jason Holt, Ali McCann and Wallace Duffy with Michael O'Halloran just in behind the lone striker of Callum Henry. For Celtic, Fraser Forsters in goal. A back three of Chris Iyer, Jozo Simonovic and Chris Julian. And it was Scott Brown and Callum McGregor with the three of James Forrest, Olivia Cham and Greg Taylor. Up top for Celtic tonight, it's Lee Griffiths and Odson Edward. And your referee at McDermott Park is John Beaton. Let's go to Ibrooks then for a final build-up there and a recap of the teams with Andrew McLean. Well, it's three changes for Rangers from that 2-1 defeat to Hearts on Sunday. Out go Flanagan, Jack and Arebo in come Polster Arfield. And Ojo, so Alan McGregor starts in goal, a back four of Matt Polster, Connor Goldson, Nikola Katic and Borna Barisic. The midfield three, Scott Arfield, Stephen Davis and Glenn Kamara with Shea Ojo and Ryan Kent either side of Jermaine Defoe. The substitutes, Fodringham, Edmondson, Patterson, Aribo, Jones, Barker and Morelos. As for Ross County, one change from that loss at Celtic Park. Lee Irwin drops out, Billy Mackay comes in. So Nathan Baxter starts in goal, a back four of Marcus Fraser, Cole Donaldson, Keith Watson and Sean Kelly. The midfield five, Josh Mullen, Ian Vigers, Jordan Tilson, Don Cowie and Blair Spittle with Billy Mackay, the lone striker. The substitutes, Laidlaw, Fontaine, Draper, Erwin, Spence, Foster and Shaw. The referee here is Don Robertson. It's an expectant crowd here at Ibrooks, and nothing less than a win will do for Rangers and their supporters as they look to get their title hopes back on track. Definitely not a full stadium but I must say fair play to the small group of Ross County fans that have made the journey down here considering the conditions and the fact that it's a midweek game, the team's on their way out the tunnel at the moment, Rangers have won the last four fixtures between the sides the last was a convincing 4-0 win in Dingwall earlier on this season but Ross County did score in the last five ties before that and drew two of the games so they'll feel as if they can cause Rangers problems will it be a reaction that Steven Gerrard is looking for tonight or will Rangers falter for the second game in succession 
Just to dust off my football cliche book before we finish, surely Rangers could be doing with a fast start tonight. Just given what yeah. happened on Sunday, Andrew mentioned an expectant crowd, and yes, mm-hmm. I know you can win games in the last five minutes. I, I get all that, mm-hmm. but you would just imagine Stephen Gerrard, all the fans, the players, a sigh of relief if you can get off to a quick start. Right out the traps, absolutely. Yeah, because it breaks, um, you know, the tactical, um, you know, plan of the opposition. You know, if you lose a goal, if, if, if the longer you stay that compact, longer it's nil nil, you're not going to change. You're not going to try and nick at three points. You're just going to say that this will do us. But if you lose a goal early, somewhere along the line, yeah, you might try and keep it till half time. But somewhere along the line, you're going to have to try and just push on a little bit. So yeah. Absolutely, and it, and it also calms the crowd as well. There's no doubt about that. Next cliche: it's the same for both teams, and indeed it is. But the conditions tonight—it's eleven v eleven. It is not a night for uh, the faint-hearted out there. I'm looking at television oh, pictures coming in from Perth, Jim. Horrible night. And it's not to say this becomes an excuse for whatever team does or doesn't win the game, but undoubtedly just makes people's jobs harder. I think it's more harder for supporters. You know, I mean, they're the ones that are getting hit with the wind and the rain and stuff like that. The players just kind of focus. Yeah, it's not perfect, but. As I've said before, McDermott um, Park is a good pitch. It's a big pitch. So we usually get a good surface. So keep the ball on the deck. I don't see it being a, a much of an issue. And, yeah. and Celtic, as I said, the way they play, uh, I think it'll be, they'll be absolutely suited, actually, regardless of the conditions. It looks wet uh, underfoot, but that's to yeah. be expected, I think, Slick. after the, the rain mm. that we've had. So we are underway in both of those games. St. Johnson, Celtic and Rangers, Ross County. We get a wee prediction from you both just before anything exciting happens. Uh, I'll go Rangers 3 Ross County 0 St Johnston 1 Celtic 2 Okay, Tight in Perth Says Mark Weary Jim 3-0 3-0 Celtic oh, and Rangers Bit of symmetry there as well uh, Celtic just In no hurry At the moment 3 at the back tonight Passing the ball around um, A lot of Celtic fans And onlookers like ourselves I'm sure will be interested to see How Greg Taylor does You wouldn't have heard it Jim Because you Do other things on a Saturday uh, Which is understandable mm-hmm. As soon as the game finished on Saturday Celtic won the game 3-0 mm-hmm. Every call we got through from a Celtic fan Including the ones that, that didn't make it to air um, Was all about Greg Taylor And the absence of Greg Taylor And when are we going to see mm-hmm. Greg Taylor Well he's in tonight mm-hmm. Yeah I mean again We've spoken about it a few times on the programme And listen, I've said it before If you've got three left backs And three right backs of Celtic have got When El Hamid is, is fit You don't want to play one on each side So the nature is that the manager then decides who he thinks best suited to the, each particular game and tonight he thinks that Greg Taylor is whether he keeps his place uh, beyond that you know remains to be seen but you know it's a good opportunity for the night because he hasn't had a lot of first team game time so big I think chance it's, a, it's a big chance for Celtic early yeah. on nice link up play mm-hmm. from Griffiths and Edward everyone waiting to see what that mm-hmm. partnership uh, brings a, a step over if you like from Griffiths to allow the ball to roll into Edward Fed in And when the shot came in uh, It was low And Xander Clark Didn't mm-hmm. quite get as much on it As he would have wanted Almost squirmed he, in in the he end He spilled it But he was back in the second ball mm-hmm. uh, Quickly but, but you're right A lovely link up play From uh, from uh, Griffiths Nice dummy for uh, Edward You're always looking for clues As to how games Are going to pan out Celtic are going to try And play out from the back By the looks of it And St Johnson Are going to press them Really high Jim We've just seen Fraser Forster with the ball And um, so many players On both sides Round about the edge of the eighteen. Celtic trying to play out St Johnson trying to prevent it Yeah St Johnson will try And stop Celtic uh, You know getting control Of the game But it's very difficult When you've got good players Good movement as Celtic have They mix up in the midfield Sometimes McGregor goes longer Sometimes in Cham Even occasionally Brown does it Just to break the ranks If you sit off the centre back Sometimes you'll say to a team Let the centre backs have it But you know I are Or break forward there's, there, there's no question about that as well So it's difficult But St Johnson will try that Game plan for as long As he possibly can And 
as I said, well, it still still remains goalless even in the early part of the game. Then they'll be quite happy just to sit in. And if you're looking for clues early on from Ibrox, two balls over the top already for Rangers, both offside though. So Rangers perhaps looking to do something uh, a bit different than than what they would usually do. Uh, we've seen them work it out wide a lot, get a lot of balls into the box, trying to go over the top on these occasions. But Kent and Defoe both offside so far. It was a slightly different look to the Rangers team tonight, Jim. So maybe that. Um, is going to be reflected in the way they approach it because it's Ojo and Kent providing the support for Morelos. Yeah, again, as I said, you know they need to get closer to him. As I that, me personally, I think he's a fantastic goal scorer. I mean, his, his record, even though he wasn't at his best at the weekend, um, you know he's still a, a fantastic uh, striker. Um, but I just think he needs that those little slick passes round about the box. And sometimes, if you get someone playing in that pocket, it just draws another defender into that area, and that leaves him. You know, a little bit more room to capitalise. And hey, listen, if you leave him room, he's going to punish you because I said he's 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 finishes outstanding. For what it's worth, it's just the personnel. It doesn't look like there's a there's a a change in shape. Rangers still playing with the the narrow three, three. the narrow tens yes. to coin the the modern <laughs> phrase. Yeah. Well, it's like an old inside right into left almost. You know, because of the big oh, chance yeah. for Celtic Lee and Lee Griffiths should have opened the scoring. It was across from the left hand side. Yeah. All he had to do was guide it with the head back into to where it came from. And he did it, just got the angles slightly wrong and it drifts wide. Oh, he should have scored. And he's lovely ball in from Greg Taylor. It's hanging though. He'd have thought mm. it's at Johnson Centre Haas. Would have got it. I think there must be a bit of wind there in, the, in Perth, but he's just got to hit the target. He's maybe just tried to be too precise because he's had a lot of time to look at the ball uh, coming down. But encouraging signs for Celtic in the, the opening, what's that, four and a half minutes? Yeah, but I think again, we, oh, you look where Lee Griffiths has pretty much, you know, right between the sticks. And, you know, yeah, he's a fraction away. You're right, Mark. He tries to just guide it back across the goal. He, he's doing the right thing with the area where he's trying to go for, but it just went maybe six or seven inches past the far post. So, but Celtic, two chances within the first few minutes. Yeah, it's a head to head that Celtic have enjoyed a lot recently. Alison gave you some of the stats earlier on. It was seven nil on the first day of the season. Um, it was five five nil in the cup last season. Remember, Celtic went up to Perth and won six nil last season yeah, as well. Yeah. So yeah. scored four. Um, it, it is a head to head, and because we we are set up slightly differently here, we get so much exposure to the same opposition. Tommy Wright yeah. has faced this so many times, and you wonder. At what point, Jim, as a manager, if you're Tommy Wright, do you think, right, what do I do differently? Because he's probably, yeah, and we've got the opening goal at McDermott Park, and it's Olivier and Charm. He looked like he enjoyed that one. Stories today linking him with a move to West Ham, dismissed by Neil Lennon, and Charm bullets ahead or into the back of the net. Five minutes gone, St Johnston nil, Celtic one. Talk us through that one. What a brilliant goal. An absolute mm. outstanding goal. The ball's played from Scott Brown into Edward. He lays it in the corners. Matt said earlier on, to his, his strike partner Lee Griffiths who lays it back to Edward who then plays it wide to James Forrest who doesn't break stride bends it into the and, and Cham making that midfield player run in between great header an absolutely outstanding goal from Celtic you know and, and great to see such a brilliant delivery as Jim said from, from James Forrest yeah. and much maligned James Forrest unfortunately with a lot of Celtic supporters but what a beautiful ball and a bullet header I, you'd think that would be a, a striker that's put in the goal he's put it away with such a plum and as I said earlier in the programme that's why, just one of the reasons why Celtic can't entertain selling Olivier and Sham during this window. But Tommy Wright will be raging, Gordon, with his defenders. They had a warning a minute earlier across from the other side, free header for Griffiths, and they've let Sham ghost in to, to do it again. Very, very poor defending for the two strikers is, is giving a problem, yeah. Matt, because what happens when Edward comes short, the first defence centre back goes with him. He plays it round the corner to Griffiths. 
he, there's then left space in the penalty uh-huh. box and then Griffiths lays it back to Edward so the two centre backs are almost marking Griffiths and Edward mm-hmm. and, and Cham just breaks the lines and runs mm-hmm. right in between exactly what you want for your midfield mm-hmm. player but you're right the cross from um, James Forrest was outstanding and again a fantastic and outstanding finishing like, you know Celtic are just in total yeah, control at the moment Rangers nearly opened the scoring a minute or two ago as well but in unconventional circumstances Polster and he crossed from the right and it was nearly Carried into his own net uh, By Nathan Baxter In goal for Ross County um, I was just as Before the goal went in We were talking about Tommy Wright And, and the sort of challenges yeah. Because I think it's in the last Eight meetings Celtic have scored 27 goals Now within that time He's probably had a go at Celtic He's probably mm. Tried to sit off And stifle Celtic Sometimes when The teams with the Bigger resources And the better players Jim there's only so much You can do Yeah there is And you just hope that In one of those days then Celtic um, Greg Taylor up. nearly opens a scoring uh, yeah. Doubles the lead Sorry yeah. And Lee Griffiths as well uh, It really is One way traffic at the moment yeah. I'll tell you what though Let's turn our attentions to the teaser Because you've got some work to do yeah. uh, The last 10 uncapped Englishmen To have played for Celtic This century You've got Gary Hooper Scott Sinclair Patrick Roberts Darnell Fisher And Tyler Blackett Sorry um, Gordon Just there was another save there From Zander Almost an own goal Because um, a slice clearance uh, And hit Zander Clark Called upon again So he said He said about three saves Lee Griffiths has missed And Celtic have scored So listen On the teaser I think Matt's got a couple I've got a couple of good ones Go couple of Kelvin Wilson and Ben Hutchison Yep well done Jim I, I, The only reason Because th- there's one that um, When Matt says Tyler Blackett Is, is it Andrew Blackman Oh brilliant Well done Andrew Blackman brilliant and Was Danny Fox No Scottish well, He played for Scotland yeah. didn't he Right quick Did, you, did quick. you see Dale Dembele Canamoco Dembele You get that Canamoco Dembele yeah, We'll give you that He was born mm. in England And as things stand He's mm. playing for England Youth teams And he's not been capped So there we go uh, One more And I've got it no. I'm chuffing myself yeah. It's a really tough one as I well. know it's a really tough And I remember I remember one of the games He played in And who signed them Go on then It is the centre half Josh Thompson It is the centre half Josh Thompson Signed by Tony Mowbray And they played in the Cup well semi-final defeat against Ross County Get from, from you too Well done Chuffy that Chuffy well that Well done <laughs> It's 1-0 to Celtic And Ryan Kent's just had a low shot across goal Tipped wide for a corner So Rangers giving it a good goal Celtic in absolute rampant form at the moment But only 9 minutes gone A lot can change Make sure you join us tomorrow from 6 With Mark and Gordon We will look back on all of the big talking points from tonight And in the meantime Callum Gallagher is up next Super Scoreboard with Thompson's personal injury solicitors. Compensation you deserve. When there's been foul play, talk to Thompson's.com.